1: August is almost over, and that means the Kinda Funny Patreon pledge drive is about to wrap up. If you love what we do, please know we couldn't do it without your support on patreon.com slash kindafunny, and it would mean the world to us if you tossed us a sub, even if it was
2: just for a month. What's up, everybody? Welcome! kind of funny games daily for a Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller alongside leftover poppy, AKA breakfast, poppy, AKA he knows all the sports poppy. Blessing Adioye Junior. Apparently, I don't know any sports. No, we're, see, we're we're changing the narrative. We're fixing that. Oh, we're reclaiming it. Yeah, we're taking it back. I don't want you beating people up in the softball field. That's what it's going to happen. So you if if Harley time. comes
1: at me sideways again, I'm going to fight Harley.
2: This like is the that. second time. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. All right. Listen, I, I this, it was insulting. As you're wailing on him, he's going to be like, no, no, you're thinking of UFC. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> gonna, <laughs> this, isn't mix, this isn't mixed martial arts, oh, this no, that's is softball. The for, they're
1: thinking about boxing. This is softball. I grab a fucking bat, hit him in the head. God damn it.
2: Blessing, well, how are you? The day after opening night live. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, pretty tired. Been yeah. gaming a lot lately. There's a yeah, lot of video man. games. That a lot are of games, a right lot of embargoes, a lot of things going up. One lifted this morning, of course. Oh, Armored yeah. Core 6. You reviewed it. We'll be talking about it. But yeah. How are you doing? Same. Tired. You know what I mean? Hanging in there, doing the thing. It was a good day uh, yesterday for opening uh, live stuff. Then, of course, you know, pandemonium at home. So now I've had to change my whole Starfield plan and everything else mm. for my review there. And that kind of sucks. But you roll with the punches. Yeah, You do what you got to do. We're how long away? Like, we a week away
1: from the Starfield? Review?
2: Uh, we are a week and a day away from the uh, embargo mm. for the review of Starfield lifting. Remember, August 31st, ladies and gentlemen. Kind of funny games cast. We'll be reviewing the one, the only Starfield at 9 a.m. Pacific time. At the same time, we will begin a marathon stream for Starfield that will go as long as you support it. And then, of course, we will be fielding your questions so that we over at kindoffunny.com/xcast so that we can do a FAQ. You read all the reviews of Starfield, then you go, "Hey, but you guys didn't answer this question." You send in that question, uh, and the one and only Paris Lily, the reviewer, will join us for the xcast. Uh, to do that and have that? So
1: Paris is coming in here in person.
2: I have We gotta uh, share a space with him. I have a I look I have the tab open and so far I've put in on the, the airline ticket, Paris. Oh, like I need to book his ticket today because he hit us up. He's like, hey, when are we booking tickets? I'm like, oh I thought you were doing that. Shit, fuck. Oh, yeah. I'll get on it. I'm on it. Oh yeah. That's yeah. an exciting time. It's gonna be very exciting at yeah. Paris up here. I'm very excited. It's it's you know, win, lose, or draw on how good Starfield is. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be a big deal. And we're treating it like a big deal, which is yeah. something fun and exciting for I, us. Because again, this is something we've talked about a little bit with other games this year, right? Of like We would have loved to have gone bigger for Zelda. Nintendo gave us one code, right? So that kind of changed it. Plus, there was a bunch of preview restrictions and review restrictions, right? Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy has been broken up because it dropped on a whole bunch of the people reviewing other stuff, too. So it wasn't like we had the unified let's go there, nor did we know it was going to be as big maybe as it was going to be. So Starfield, we're betting big on that. People are going to want to know a lot about it, and we're we're all going to want to keep playing it.
1: Yeah, I I, I know it's tough to talk about Starfield, right? Because we don't want to break embargo and all. You, you can people go ahead know and get
2: Pete Hines ain't watching this.
1: <laughs> I can call him right now. Pete, do you mind if we get our scores? <laughs> um, but I talked to I talked to Timur about this a, b- a bit of like, oh yeah, thinking about Starfield content plans and Starfield how we're going to cover it and yeah. all this stuff. Right? It feels different from other games, kind of yeah. like you're talking about. Is this one that you're excited to cover? Are you daunted to cover it? Like going into it does this feel does it more so just feel like the start of the fall to you like where does starfield i guess fall i'm excited to do it because it's it's
2: it's one of the rare games that's a big game that other people got out of the way of when you look at spider-man we will cover spider-man in a big way with you know how we play games and how we talk about games but we're also probably gonna have alan wake creeping Mm. in there we're gonna other stuff going sonic superstars like starfield is being treated differently and i honestly do feel in a lot of ways like we're having like content meetings about Starfield in a way like we used to do this all the time at IGN for big games. And like even yesterday where we were having a conversation on the Gamescast Slack channel and Janet was like, yo, you guys might want to start a, a Slack channel for this yeah. <laughs> to keep everything you want. All the ideas for content, all the things you want to do, what you want, how, what you want to talk about and bounce questions off of each other. And what, you know, for SEO kind of I'm like, oh, that's really smart. Like and she was like, literally, that's what, what we used to do at guides at IGN. I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. We're actually treating this like that rather than how it normally is where you and me run away and play a game and then come together on the show to talk about it if we liked it or not. Yeah. which is good and that's definitely the kind of funny content but just, you know it's hard for us as a small 11 person independent company you should support on patreon uh to do like a cool all hands on deck this is the big thing which of course then nets out to the amount of emails i've gotten for review codes and like, hey you're gonna no we're not yeah. gonna cover that sorry everybody's Dude, I doing the Mortal else.
1: Kombat 1 beta uh yeah. this last weekend and i'm like oh what what horrible timing for this thing because i'd love to just sit and play Mortal Kombat throughout the whole weekend but of course we have starfield codes and then also Imran and reb decided to get married and like what a bunch of clowns you know know, could
2: they have thought about it you know what i mean kevin like they know they know how review codes come in it really seemed insensitive that Imran and reb kept their wedding where they kept it terrible
1: terrible Terrible. but i'm excited to see also how our starfield coverage reflects the rest of the falls coverage in terms of i feel like we have a good flow going from reviewing games like god of war like having a plan and um seeing that through right and going into zelda and like Making TikToks for Zelda and doing other things for Zelda, that I think then leads us into, oh, what if we did this thing that we did from this review and like made it even bigger and better for what, the way we cover this game? You know, i I think we've had such good discussions on Starfield that it makes me excited to even talk about when Spider-Man Two comes through or when other big games come through. Yeah. be Like, yeah, can we take this thing we did for, that we did for the Starfield thing? Like, even if we did a, what if you played through Spider-Man Two? Straight all the way straight through for twenty hours or whatever on a stream and just beat the game yeah. from the audience like stuff like that I think is cool
2: a hundred percent and I think you know it's it's the uh, the tree the sapling that is the kind of funny spare bedroom is starting to you know produce fruit right where it is that idea where we can't go out in the bullpen and really have a conversation about what we want to do we can't get think outside the box of like. You know we've we've done such a great job of hiring a staff you guys lo- inside locally right but then also the contractors we work with that are as much a part of kind of funny as anybody that Paris feels comfortable stepping on be like yeah I want to be lead reviewer on Starfield and we're like oh okay sure cool that sounds great and then all these different ideas can come from it and we can have you know like even me playing it in like you know uh things changing at home that then change how much I'm going to be able to play right mm. like that's a bummer, but it also doesn't really affect the content, right? It just affects my narrative of what the content was. So rather than play X amount of hours, I played this amount of hours. But even when I'm playing, like, am I playing differently? Am I doing something? Yeah. I can't talk about any of that. Can't write Pete. Can't say anything. Write Pete. I digress. Why Pete specifically? Oh, you know, because Pete, I don't know. Todd well, Howard li- <laughs> is the one who says I listened to all the shows. Mm. And then Pete Hines is just like, yo, yeah, I'll tap my leg for you. What is this? Is that a Starfield man over there oh, right now, whoa. ladies and gentlemen? Please welcome the star of Starfield, the guy from star star Starfield. <laughs> whoa, you know, you know, we have regular Earth gravity here, right? Not when you're the suit. When you're you're, be the you're
1: suit. behaving like there's not gravity, but we have regular Earth, like, you know. Mikey, we have oxygen with your visor. Yeah, hold on. What's
2: We're not going not gonna on? Look at how in.
0: cool I got a belt on this thing.
2: <laughs> Whoa. Mike, is this going to be your outfit when you
0: stream Starfield for as long as people want to? This will be my outfit. I'm going to go into the galaxy and I'm going to get lost. Greg, you are a professional. Thank you for promoting the marathon stream. Of course, I've been approved by the founders here at Kind of Funny. There are no rules. There are no limits. No, we will rules. stream until the... Until Monday, Labor Day weekend is over, okay? So Never. if you want it, we will go for it, baby. Thursday till Monday, let's make it happen. That's not,
2: I think we did say not till Monday. I think that was the one of the, one, maybe Wait, the Thursday only rule. Thursday till Monday? That's, I think that's the only rule we gave him, but I don't know he's saying that. I'll tell you what, Jen's going to be at PAX. I'm going to be alone with Ben. Mm-hmm. I won't be fucking paying one goddamn set of attention to what's happening oh here. <laughs> if it turns out he's on Monday, i fuck. well, it happened. What are you going to do about it, you know? Fair enough. No, but we are doing a whole thing. Uh, For the stream where we're not trying to burn people out. So I will be taking the we're going to have one save. We're going to go through. We're we're starting from scratch on Thursday when the thing lifts. I'm taking the Friday day shift. So I'll come in and just stream all day uh, while Mike gets some sleep. Hopefully to then do that. I will not be wearing his suit. No, Mike, if you hear me, if you want to order me my own astronaut suit, I will do that. But I'm not going to put he's going to be in that thing for. I think 24 hours before I get to it. I'm not, I'm not putting that thing straight on. At what point do we get worried that Mike is going to like pass out on content or something? Because he
1: just doesn't take care of himself. I mean, that's... He didn't experiment. go to the hospital after... after he, like, got, he got I after cramped falling twice during... on stream before. Remember that? Did he he, he really? just like fell out of his chair. Yeah. I mean, I saw this man almost die on the softball field. <laughs> and he did not go to the hospital afterwards. So I worry yeah. that one of these days,
2: midstream, he <laughs> he's just going to collapse. And then like, now for the record, nobody's going to be here except for chat. For the record, remember, of course, he did confirm yesterday on content. As I've always said... Of course he's following my footsteps. If I die or have a heart attack on content, you're able to publish that content. He said we were able to publish that content. He gotcha. said the on stream. So I want that out there. Blessing do I have your expression. Absolutely rate? not. God, damn it. God well you weren't on camera when you said it, so it doesn't matter. Put me on camera. Absolutely
1: not. In fact, if it happens, I want it I want the streams. Just delete it from the internet. Rude. <laughs> Hide it. Listen,
2: we're all going to be heartbroken. I'm not going to be viral for we're, the wrong reason. We're all going to be heartbroken. Can't we just at least make some money off your demise? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, we're going to shut down for at least half a day while we all figure it out. You know what I mean? At least half, half a day? day? <laughs> 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 I don't even get two days. Nah, man. We'll give you two days. Fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, let's instead uh, talk about some other stuff that's happening in the industry today because it is a jam-packed Roper Report. We have an update on Bioware and it's about layoffs and restructurings. Uh, Armored Core 6 and Project Q strike that playstation portal impressions we'll have all this and more because this is kind of funny games daily of course each and every week add a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show you can write it for free over at kindoffunny.com slash kfgd with your questions comments concerns your squad up requests and more then of course tune in to watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames if you're watching live of course you have a special job go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching and listening later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and listening on podcast services around the globe of course if you really want to support us there's the free way use the epic creator code kind of funny when you're checking out in the epic game store fortnite rocket league on your playstation or xbox or switch but most importantly head on over to patreon.com slash kind over on patreon.com slash kind of funny of course a few bucks would get you each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free as a video and mb3 it would get you the ability to watch the podcast live as we record them a day early before they post anywhere else. Also ad-free. They'd be on demand as ad-free MP3s and videos as well. You'd also get more than 300 exclusive episodes of content since we went live in October. Of course, there's Greg Ways up there. There's Kind of Feudies up there. There's great things. And then there's cool merch like the Trog shirt that's at the Platinum Premium item tier. Go over there. Get that if you have the bucks to support us. Thank you. Housekeeping for you. A new cast is up. It's our Armor Core 6 review. I assume we're going to do a review roundup, right? We do, yeah. Hell yeah. So we don't have to talk too much about that, but I'm excited to talk to you about it because you really liked it. And I heard in a rare thing, ladies and gentlemen, honestly, it might be the first time ever, Meta Cricket didn't say if the game was good or bad. Whoa. We'll, Meta have, to Cricket,
3: we'll have to wait until, you know, maybe the rope report for that.
1: It's a big surprise. (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) A new PS I Love You XOXO is up right now, and it's our PlayStation Portal preview. Uh, I have played Project Q. I can talk about Project Q. I did a long conversation with Tim about Project Q, the wireless earbuds, the new headset, and of course this new PlayStation Link thing they're pushing. Uh, You can get that there, but we're going to I think, do a recap here as well. On top of that, WrestleQuest is out. We are in it, ladies and gentlemen. And to celebrate it, we're streaming a sponsored hour today on twitch.tv slash kinda funny games and youtube.com slash kinda funny games. So get ready for that. Of course, WrestleQuest was when Jeff Jarrett came through. We don't talk about what he did. We don't talk about Jeff Jarrett. But we talk about the developers. Oh, remember when he nope, like nope, hit nope, you nope, over nope, the head nope, with a nope, guitar? No, nope. we don't talk about that. <laughs> remember that? I don't actually. Do you oh, understand oh, that? Oh, shit. Do you understand oh, I've been sucks. suffering memory loss since he hit me in the head? Uh, do you remember he when he took over to the, the stream right? last Friday? I came Friday? home last night. My kid ran up to me. I said, how you doing, Bennett?
0: <laughs> Bennett. <laughs> Jen said, what oh, are Bennett. you talking
2: about? His That's name's Ben. <laughs> That's what Jeff Jarrett did to me, ladies and gentlemen. Remember when he took over the studio last week? That Anyways, cool. their game got delayed because of me, and now it's finally out. So to make nice, I have to tell you, it's out. Uh, over on Patreon, there's a new kind of feuding available right now where Greg asked the crew to name a weapon from Ratchet & Clank. Where Greg asked the crew... I, I did not write it. I just read it because it's on the thing. Go fuck yourself, San Diego, all right? I don't know. You made this document. I don't know. Don't try happened. to correct it now to make me look like an idiot. Thank you to our Patreon producers. I got
1: little sleep last night. I'm not going to lie.
2: <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon producers Jedi Master Deadpool, Delaney Twining, and of course, Logan Delaney, the Delaney brothers. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report.
0: Time for some Eight
2: items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. It's already gone, but somebody in the chat said the sucks cannon is Greg's favorite weapon. Hashtag Greg sucks. Oh, that's great. That's really good. That's really, really good. We start with sad news. Bioware is sharing an update, and it involves more than 50 people losing their job. This is a blog post. Do you know who penned it? Uh, It's at the bottom of the post. Oh, uh, Gary McKay, uh, the general manager of BioWare. Gary writes, and we're going to read this. This is breaking news literally as we went live. Today, rather than discuss one of our upcoming projects, I'd like to share an update about the studio itself and outline our vision for BioWare's future. In order to meet the needs of our upcoming projects, continue to hold ourselves to the highest standard of quality, and ensure BioWare can deliver to continue to thrive in an industry that's rapidly evolving, we must shift towards a more agile and more focused studio. It will allow our developers to iterate quickly, unlock more creativity, and form a clear vision of what we're building before development ramps up. To achieve this, we find ourselves in a position where change is not only necessary but unavoidable. As difficult as this is to say, rethinking our approach to development inevitably means reorganizing our team to match the studio's changing needs. As part of this transition, we are eliminating approximately 50 roles at BioWare. That is deeply painful and humbling to write. We are doing everything we can to ensure the process is handled with empathy, respect, and clear communication. With that last point in mind, I want to take a moment to explain how we got here, what we are doing to support our colleagues, and what this means for BioWare's current and future games. What's happening now? After much consideration and careful planning, we have built a long-term vision that will preserve the health of the studio and better enable us to do what we do best. Create exceptional, story-driven single-player experiences filled with vast worlds and rich characters. The vision balances the current needs of the studio, namely ensuring Dragon Age Dreadwolf is an outstanding game, with its future, including the success of the next Mass Effect. We've chosen to act now in part uh, to provide our impacted colleagues with as many internal opportunities as possible. These changes coincide with a significant number of roles that are currently open across EA's other studios. Impacted employees will be provided with professional resources and assistance as they apply for these positions. While it's unlikely that everyone will find a new role within the company, we are committed to supporting our staff as they navigate this change. Our sincere hope is that they can continue their exemplary work at studios who stand to benefit immensely from their talents. Immediate Impact If you're wondering how all of this will impact development of Dragon Age Dreadwolf, let me be clear that our de- our dedication to the game has never wavered. Our commitment re- remains steadfast, and we all are working to make this game worthy of the Dragon Age name. We are confident that we'll have the time needed to ensure Dreadwolf reaches its full potential. I can also tell you that every member of our team, even those departing BioWare, deserves credit for crafting a spectacular experience. These are our colleagues and friends, and we would not be here without them. I am so proud of all the work our team has done. What comes next? While this is an extremely difficult day for everyone at BioWare, we are making changes now to build a brighter future. We're excited for all of you to see what we've been building with DreadWolf, A core veteran team led by Mike Gamble continues their pre-production work on the next Mass Effect. Our commitment to quality uh, continues to be our North Star. As cliche as it sounds, there surely is never a good time to enact changes like this, but we trust that we have the right leaders and team in place with vision, passion, and proven track records to deliver world-class Dragon Age and Mass Effect experiences that our fans will love. For now, I want to thank everyone at Bioware, past and present, for making the studio what it is. I also want to thank our community for your continued support. We're eager to reveal more about Dreadwolf and look forward to discovering what else the future holds. Gary McKay, General Manager, BioWare.
1: So, this story is a bummer. But it's another one, I think, in the ongoing stories of tech layoffs that we've seen a lot in the last year and the last couple of years, and then also a lot of video games industry layoffs. I like some of what they're saying here in terms of, you know, we have other openings in EA, we're going to do our best to try and find other people, um, or try try to find people positions elsewhere in the company, right? That's yeah. a good thing. But either way, right, this is a bummer because in any way you shake it, people are losing their jobs and people are probably not going to land on their feet, maybe in the games industry off of this, right? Maybe people find other roles in other places, but... Moments like this very much shake up people's lives in a way that Horse. very much sucks for them, right, and, and is, is in a lot of cases very unfair for them for, because they just show up ready to make a game, right? They show up ready to work at this place that they have probably dreamt about working at, right? BioWare is one of those studios um, where if you're somebody who's writing a video game, if you're, if you're somebody who's working on coding or character modeling or any of these things, right, you look at Mass Effect as a oh, this got me into video games. Mass Effect is one of those franchises. Dragon Age as well is one of those franchises, especially if you're somebody that loves RPGs. And so this is heartbreaking for that reason. This is heartbreaking for a lot of reasons. This is also another one that I think falls in line of, man, Bioware has had a rough go in the last... I want to say even decade, right? Like Dragon Age Inquisition. I was going to say you pull it back win. to
2: that, and then Dragon Age Inquisition came out in twenty fourteen. Yeah, right. And since then, what have we seen? We've, right, we've, we've seen, seen Mass Effect, Mass Effect Andromeda and, and Anthem, and then yeah.
1: And then, like next up, we have you know the uh, Dra- Dragon Age: Dreadwolf, and we also have the next Mass Effect, which. Is exciting in idea, but the, exec- the execution of good Bioware has felt so long ago now that it's even hard for me to believe in those to some extent, right? Like, I know we can probably point to Mass Effect Legendary Edition, but like doing that as a remake slash remaster versus creating a new game from the ground up, we've seen that be messed up so many times, not just from Bioware, but from different developers, right? We of look course. at Bethesda, we look at um, CD Projekt Red, and like these types of games just get really, really tough to make. And so, I don't know how laying off 50% of the, or not 50%, sorry, 50 uh, people Position. on your staff. I don't know how that bodes for the quality of the games, but either way, like, it makes me a bit scared. It makes me nervous about it. I mean, me the a way the counter
2: argument, it. right, you're laying off 50 people, and this it sounds very cold, and I don't mean it, but I don't. Sure. I don't look at the 50 people in the 50 positions being eliminated as good or bad, right? It's that idea of, like, well, I don't think those 50 are going to be, like... That, that's what else, That's what'll ruin Dreadwolf yeah. And I also don't think Those 50 are what made And drama to great Right I think the
1: cold way would be, To put it would be like it, This is optimization Right Like this is them going Well
2: again It's them trying to figure out What the fuck is going on Over there yeah. And that has been The story with Bioware You talk again About their lineage And you know I remember being at IGN And man Bioware could do no wrong Everything they were putting out, people were eating up and so stoked for and so into and just couldn't stop. And then, yeah, once you, you know, once they get out the door with Mass Effect 3, which, depending on who you talk to, did it land? Did it land the okay. ship? Did, was everybody happy with it? And then to go from that, you know, I guess Dragon Age Inquisition. I don't want to talk shit about that. Yeah. But like, it is that idea of like, they've been searching for that Bioware magic. And we say, you know, Casey Hudson leaves, then he comes back and da da da. And it's just like, Anthem happens. Do we, re- nobody really wants it, but people like what the- And it's like, there's so many things over there that have muddied what Bioware is and what that name means, yeah. and that's what's fascinating when you look at it. You know, I think all the time, especially you know since for a long time, uh, Bioware and Mass Effect, right, an Xbox series, an Xbox franchise. Uh, I think of us as on the PlayStation side, and how for I mean probably as long as most people have been listening to me talk about video games on Beyond, right. There's been that conversation I have of just like, when is Naughty Dog gonna miss? They gotta miss sometimes. They've gotta eventually put out something that doesn't work and doesn't do, and it doesn't, isn't Naughty Dog, right? Mm. And granted, we can all sit here and argue about Uncharted 3 or whatever, but I mean, they haven't had an anthem. They haven't had a fucking, we've shit the bed here, something's wrong. We haven't had an Andromeda, right? And so it's that weird thing of like, you jump to BioWare and them being, I think, the other side of the coin where they really had that goodwill. They really had all that stuff and then got squandered, whether it be EA coming in and saying, we want games as service, whether it be people who are formerly in charge of the studio or leading teams getting on board, you get into a games as a service model, and that's not what you really want to do, or it doesn't work out the way you want to. And then I think you can even go and compare it to something like Bethesda, right? Where we've had these conversations of man, fall at 76. Oof. You know what I mean? But That said, people are still stoked for Starfield, right? You're still Mm -hmm. stoked for the next Elder Scrolls. People are still stoked for the next Dragon Age, but again, I don't think they're stoked for the next Dragon Age in the way they would be if we were coming off of Mass Effect 3 or Inquisition, right? If you removed the huge misses and removed so much turmoil over there, not even today's turmoil, so much turmoil over there, what is this? Is it possible to get the Bioware Magic? It's back to the, you know, I, of course, I'm a nerd, so I would credit uh, WandaVision, but it's the ship of Theseus, right? Of like, is this even the same ship anymore? And that's my thing is I think if you're somebody who's a Dragon Age fan, I can
1: totally understand looking forward to Dreadwolf. But if you're somebody who pays attention to Bioware and the shifts and the like the the games they put out, I don't under I don't necessarily understand looking at the release of Mass Effect Andromeda and looking at the release of Anthem especially and then going, Oh, their next one's gonna be great. Yeah. Like their next one's gonna hit, especially when you're talking about Dragon Age Inquisition coming out in 2014. Like that is a long time. That that is almost a decade. And by the time we get that time game, you, yeah, it'll be it's going to be past the decade, the decade yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And like that's not the same studio. That's not the same talent. That's yeah. not the same. Like and it is so tough to um, recapture that magic that we talk about with the BioWare magic thing, right? And I think even the that type of game, you know, I think for me when I look at the fresh RPG or when I look at the RPGs that I've really hit, lately in the last few years they have been the ones that have decided to do things different or decided to like you know take a different route from what we see with the um like the fallouts the mass effects the the witchers the stuff we know um i look at disco elysium as one which is a crpg that was completely fresh completely different but was really cool i look at baldur's gate 3 i know there's been plenty of crpgs before but baldur's gate 3 has done it on a a different level and that is a breakthrough and that is one of the biggest games of the year without being this like traditional Western RPG where you can pick up anything and do, do all these different things. I know you can pick up pretty much anything in, in Baldur's Gate 3, but still stick with me, right? It is not a a Mass Effect. It is not a Bioware-type game. Yeah. And so I look at this and I go, like, like one, I, I go, man, that sucks to have layoffs, right? But then I, then I also go in terms of teeing up for Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Is that a thing that's going to hit in 2024 or 2025, whenever this thing comes out? Is that, do, like, do we actually want another... Dragon Age and Mass Effect in the same way that they were in 2014, or do we want something that's way more past that,
2: way more modern, way more innovative? And this is the big question we have for Starfield right now, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, again, it was such a not a joke, but it was comical, right? When Baldur's Gate was like, okay, we're gonna move up, we're gonna get out of Mass, we're gonna get out of Starfield's way, we're gonna move up, we'll get out, and they are like, okay, good, I'm glad they're moving this smaller game that people are excited for, but blah, blah. And then it came out, and it's like, holy shit, like, all uh, right, uh, this is clearly RPG of the year, right? And suddenly mm-hmm. it becomes, Wait, can Starfield live up to this? Like, yeah. is Starfield a known quantity of what... Is it, is it just going to be a Fallout in space and Elder Scrolls in space? Or is it going to push something forward, do something different in the way that Baldur's Gate 3 has?
1: Yeah. I, I, I hope we see uh, Bioware laying on their feet from this, right? I hope I hope this is the kind of optimi- optimization that they need yeah. in order to actually function well as a studio and in order to capture that magic, to make Dragon Age Red Wolf and to make the next Mass Effect hit. <clears throat> excuse me, hit. Um... But I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one.
2: Yeah, of course. And obviously, you know, hearts go out to everybody, whether you're getting, you know, put onto a different team or you're getting put into a different studio, like to to your point, Bless, like that's tearing up your life and yeah. putting a lot of questions in the air you don't need right now. So that's, you know, an all too common story in 2023 for the video game industry, but we'll see what happens. And again, if it, you know, leads to what they want, if this can get them back on track to be the Bioware people want them to be or be a new Bioware that people can believe yeah. in. Number two on the Roper Report, Starfield is the quote-unquote starting gun for first-party Xbox games. This is Marie Della at GamesIndustry.biz. The launch of Starfield is the start of a multi-year relay race of first-party titles Xbox has told GamesIndustry.biz. Speaking at Gamescom, where the company has been showcasing the sci-fi RPG extensively, Xbox chief marketing officer Jarrett West uh, said the Bethesda game marks the start of a prolonged period of regular new Xbox exclusives. Quote, this is, in my mind, the doorway, almost like a starting gun to what I think is going to be a multi-year relay race of first-party titles, West told us. Quote, I was sitting there watching the same Starfield presentation you were this morning, and I was like... This, re- this is really the start of something that's going to lead to Forza. Then in 2024, as we go into Hellblade and uh, we think about uh, Towerborn, which is on the show floor, we think about Avowed, and we've got stories we haven't told yet as well that are going to unfurl in 2024 and 2025, end quote. Xbox has struggled for consistency with its first-party titles over the last 18 months. 2022 featured few exclusive releases, while its most notable game so far this year, Redfall, was reviewed poorly. However, the firm's summer showcase in June was received positively from the media. West continued, quote, This very much feels like the starting gun for this relay pass that's going to take place over the next couple of years. So, as a marketer, I'm super excited about that. And then if you layer then you if you layer in also Game Pass and the third party relationships we have, our third party support that rolls into Game Pass, but also is just on our platform is critically important too. So I think we're entering a period where this is the beginning of something that's going to be really special over the course of the next several years. End quote. Hmm. Blessing. What I'd like to do is introduce Mr. West to the dominoes analogy. Mm -hmm. We've been using it here. Kind of funny since about 2015 (laughs) of lining up the dominoes and then we'll knock them over and hit after hit for, after hit for Xbox. Yeah. Do you think we're finally there? Is
1: Starfield the first domino? that's going to go. I would like to (gasps) elevate that question and ask, are the dominoes even real? Because <laughs> like, I while putting together this new story, the thing that I started to think about was the fact that if Starfield comes out and it is a 10 out of 10 game, it's a masterpiece, everybody loves it and like it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Does, then that, does that shift up our expectations for games like Avowed, for games like Hellblade 2, for games like Outer Worlds 2? Do we then start to look at those games the way we look at PlayStation First Party and even Nintendo First Party of like, oh, this is going to be, these are going to be 9s out of 10s and 10 out of 10s consistently. Because I think that's what we talk about when we talk about Domino's, right? We're talking about lining up, li- lining it all, all up in this clean way where it's every month you're getting a fucking banger on Game Pass or every other month you're getting an Xbox yeah, Game Studios. Right, that seems like oh, yeah, every, do, yeah, yeah, every quarter you're getting an Xbox Game Studios game that is going to be of the top-notch quality. Is that... Is that imaginary? Like, Is that is that a thing that we should, that we can realistically expect? And do you think people will have that expectation if Starfield hits? I don't
2: think it's going to shift the perception if Starfield's a 10 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. You know, a game of the year contender. I don't think it's going to shift the perspective that every Xbox exclusive is going to be that. But I think it goes back to them being... I think the audience being able to believe in Xbox exclusives mm. to be more than, oh, this is something I'll play for a weekend and have fun with. That it can be this... 885910 you know this thing that you're like really excited for that you This thing that you quality. play and want to evangelize to your friends that makes sense on why you know you have to pick a side of the console war when they give you your machine gun why you picked this Xbox side right you can sit there and go oh well VOD and this that and game pass and obviously all this other stuff xcloud yada, yada. yada. that would be the hope right yeah i don't think it's realistic to that it'll change the perception of oh that I, that it's oh these are going to be amazing games every one of them i can bet that way i think it's more just the belief that this starts the thing of great games where you can, as an Xbox fan, sit there and go, look at all the exclusives. Look at the library. Look what we're able to do over here.
1: Yeah. Kind of be able to justify your purchase and go, "Exactly. oh, I bought this Xbox Series X so that I could have this access to this cool first-party library. And now that
2: started, right? Yeah, with, exactly. With um,
1: Starfield. Not yeah, that there's not, a,
2: there's not been, ever, ever been like a good <laughs> Xbox yeah, first-party yeah, yeah, yeah. Game. But I mean, uh, yeah. basically, I think the dominoes always come down to good news about games. That seems to be the thing that Xbox struggles with, right? Is putting these games out. And when they do, when, so when you have a Red and like, eh, when you have a couple of years that don't have a lot of exclusives, mm. when you're Halo Infinite, like, there's so many things of like, you just want them to start the engine and go. And yeah. so, yeah, I hope that Starfield is the starting pistol for what they're talking about of like, cool, this is us beginning the run yeah. of not necessarily everything's game of the year contender, but games that if you look at it, and go, that looks interesting. You play, like, oh, fuck, this is interesting. I'm having a great time with it. Yeah. My other thing is that this is Hi-Fi Rush Erasure. It is. Hi-Fi Rush is incredible. Yeah, it right. came out this year. It's They're basically saying that was like, you know, the dark match. You know, that was before people mm-hmm. tuned in, you know. Yeah. But it can be there now. Now, the you get to, now you can be there and just be like, yo. There's also Pentiment. There's also, I, I feel like
1: there's been like a good handful of Do games that have come is out. this them
3: not wanting to acknowledge Redfall as like the next stage of Xbox?
1: Because if you you do it, that's part of phase zero. If you acknowledge (laughs) High fire
3: Rush is like the first gun, right? Then you have to acknowledge that Redfall was the uh, the bullet after that, you know.
1: Because if Redfall hit, the first gun would have been like uh, Forza Horizon three or or whatever the last Forza Horizon was, or like five or something. Was it? Are we on five for real? Yeah.
2: (laughs) But yeah. It's again. I think you go back to that they are talking, especially when they talk about multi year relay race of first party titles. I think they're talk- that's where they're talking about. They want their first-party titles to be considered what PlayStation Studios are. Mm-hmm. And so, again, that carries with it what does it mean where I think a smaller game like Hi-Fi Rush, a smaller game like Pentiment, isn't what they're talking about when they're talking about big stuff. For sure. No disrespect to those games. I, I didn't even say it. They did. Some respect on Hi-Fi Rush. Number three. It's, it's going to be forgotten. Don't worry about it. Number three, I can be forgotten about. I'll
0: go, tell you what we won't
2: forget about Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. We have a review roundup, and it's looking pretty good. Metacritic 87, Open Critic 86. Mitchell Saltzman over at IGN gave it an 8 out of 10 and said, Armored Core 6 doesn't look to reinvent the bipedal legs of mech, the mech action genre, but it does update, refine, and polish them into an aggressive shine. Every sortie, right? No sorti, sorti, sortie, 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 is a satisfying combat puzzle uh, to solve, thanks to fantastic mission design, intense boss encounters, an extremely wide assortment of weapons, in parts that can dramatically affect how your mech plays, and excellent explosive combat that manages to take very complex systems and mechan- mechanism, no mechanics, and make them easy to understand and execute. A lot of ands in that sentence, Mitchell. Uh it's interesting. It's an it's interesting premise is stifled by bland storytelling told through mission briefings and radio chatter, but this is still nonetheless a welcome return of a classic mecha series. West Fenlon over at PC Gamer gave it an 87 out of 100. After FromSoft's incredible run from Souls to Sekiro to Elden Ring, Armored Core 6 is a near radical departure. Short, relentlessly paced missions, forgiving retires, and an empowering Oh, sorry, retries. And empowering and an empowering arsenal that makes it clear you are a one mech army instead of some nasty little guy. <laughs> its lean approach holds it back in a few minor ways, but a big budget budget game, this dead set on what it is and what it is not is a precious thing in 2023. And then GameSpot. Gave it an 8 out of 10. Author, not listed. Armored Core 6 sees From Software return and refine its roots with a game thrilling of thrilling mech combat built on aggression, agility, and customization. Richard Wakeling from GameSpot. Right, good job, Richard. On top of that, the one and only Metacritic broke from the norm to say, Armored Core 6 fires of Rubicon fucking rips. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the Metacritic. Meta- Do we also have uh, Blessing's TikTok review up? I'd like to listen in on that because, of course, Blessing reviewed. I have that. Can you pull it for me? Oh, yeah. I think it might be on Twitter. Did we make one? I
1: I think it's on Twitter for sure.
2: I retweeted it and shared it on TikTok.
1: Okay.
2: So it's out there. Anyways, uh, Blessing reviewed Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon on, of course, the Kind of Funny Games cast. It's available right now on youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games podcast services around the globe. And before we deep dive into it, let's see what he says in his TikTok
0: Armored Core 6 fires of rubicon again a name a sick that title. never gets less cool what are you giving on the kind of funny scale
1: this is the first time while reviewing a game that kind of funny that i have played the game twice by the time i have sat down for this review and that is because i fucking love this game for me personally i'm giving this game a five out of five on the kind of funny scale i think this game is incredible i should mention that this is my first armor core game for me during my second playthrough that's where i started to really take things in and really appreciate the story for what it is which is something that is in support of creating the best mech fantasy that you can imagine. And I think that's what Armored Core 6 does for me that is really special. I can't imagine making a mech game that is as thoughtful about how it wants you to really be in the mech fantasy as this one these guys are really good at creating a really intense boss fight the difficulty is there and once you get past it you have that feeling of overcoming something that you thought you could never get through but at the same time this is the most fresh from software games in years and years and years but i think this definitely lives up to what my expectation is from them oh yeah yeah pretty good game (laughs) <laughs> pretty good game yeah like i look at these reviews and i'm, I'm right there um the my prediction for this when i mentioned it on gamescast was that it would get eights and nines right i yeah. think well somebody in chat mentioned that now on metacritic it is uh me- yeah metacritic it is sitting at an 88 um and yeah i think it deser- deserves it it is definitely a I like i said my review it is the most fresh from a software game in years right okay. because for the longest time now FromSoft has been following up on what they did with demon souls and dark souls and making these action games that feel more of, of along uh, that ilk now. Um, but return to Armored core, I think is allowing them to shine in different ways where they have that action down. Like they have, they know what a good boss fight looks like. They know what intense action uh, should feel like taking everything they've learned in the last 10 years and applying that to a completely different type of game has worked so well for them here with armored core six. And, um, you know, some of the critiques pointed out here, Mitchell Saltzman mentions that the storytelling is bland, right? And that the game is stifled by it. And I definitely understand where that comes from because it is that I, I put up a tweet and I mentioned that like the storytelling is subdued. It is more not on the back burner, but it is in service of getting you on the field. It is uh Metal Gear Solid radio chatter and uh codec calls. Sure. And you don't see any of the characters faces in this game. It is all voices. It is all subtitles. It is all, um, you just listening to them go back and forth. And when you do see them, a character pop up that you know, they are in a mech. And it is, for me, that is the cool part of it is, oh man, I've been listening to you talk for this long and then you show up and now I have to fight you and you're in your mech and this is what your moveset is and this is what your mech appearance is. That kind of stuff actually did make the story a bit more exciting for me. And okay. the story does have moments that made me go, oh, this is really yeah, cool.
3: Some of the dialogue where it's just like, you know, reignite the fires of Rubicon. And then you're just like, fuck yeah, let's do it, man. Like it's, yeah, it's just, it's one of the coolest games this year. It's, it's my second favorite game of the year. Wow. Yeah. Do you, you agree with the five out of five and then Barry, Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I, I also popped in, uh, as the peanut gallery on the review and, uh, definitely, uh, backed up all of, uh, blessings claims.
2: That time somebody did yeah. Uh question from Brian Thomas, who wrote in to kind of com slash kfgd Just like you can to be part of the day's news. Brian writes, well, actually brian thomas aka it's a me bt uh will i enjoy armored core 6 after watching your review this morning great coverage by the way and i am still asking myself if it's if it's worth my time historically i hate from software's combat but ac6 looks to be much more of a bullet hell action game similar to something like returnal which i loved does ac6 feel different enough from the typical souls combat systems that usually turn me off of from software's previous games
1: yeah it feels completely different um if you like if you like bullet hell which it sounds like you do if you really like returnal then for sure this game is for you uh, all pretty much all the combat in this game is you just dashing around and dod- dodging enemy fire while firing back it is that exact type of gameplay that you like it is not souls born at all if uh, if you're saying that you dislike um from software's combat i assume that's probably because it's it, it can be slow and, and sluggish and be a bit more about that like you know more slower timing to things uh it doesn't it, it's not that right it is okay. fast it is frenetic it is quick and it is involved and so even brian thomas looking at your name being it's a me bt i assume that's a titanfall 2 reference and if so if you like titanfall then yeah play play armored core um yeah like like this i would say this is on the very top tier of mech action games and so like if you're going to, t- to titanfall for that
2: definitely check out armored core for for more of that Rick, are you gonna play On Record Six? Eventually, like I said, when you did the previews of it, I was like, "Oh, this sounds like something I want to try." I don't know if it'll get my hooks in me all the way, but I want to try it for sure. But I don't know where that falls anymore in the next few weeks, right? Where yeah. it's like Starfield for the review, then Baldur's Gate Three finally comes to PlayStation. I do want to play it there, but then there are a million other reviews. I would imagine Baldur's Gate that'd be probably a nice pairing if I'm gonna yeah. go do that kind of thing. But then pump because it's basically what you did for rev- both those reviews. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pop off and do that.
1: Yeah, I think the, um, the mission structure of Armored Core 6 is really yeah. nice, too, because the missions are pretty quick. You know, the mission yeah, can be anywhere exactly. from 6 minutes to 15 minutes, maybe longer if you're struggling on a boss fight, but yeah. they're very shortly paced, and it's very easy to come in, come out, and be good. I was, when I played my, sec- my uh, second playthrough, and I might have done this for my first playthrough, too, I was doing a chapter a day, essentially, Nice. and so like, that took me five days, <laughs>
2: and it's pretty, it's pretty straight- straightforward and easy to get into. A question for you. Mm-hmm. You said, it's-a-me-B-T. Might mean he's a Titanfall fan. Yeah. We're basing that on what now? Uh, I, believe, I believe the big robot in Titanfall's name BT. Did I get that wrong? But you don't think his name, Brian Thomas, <laughs> might mean it's a me, Brian Thomas, <laughs> did, <BT>? I, <laughs> did I mention I didn't, have the, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night? I want you to know. My first one, I read it originally. I, I, full disclosure, when I read it and like wasn't thinking, I was like, oh, he's a Death Stranding fan. Oh. BT's in Death Stranding yeah. or whatever. And then I looked at it and I was like, I oh, know, Brian Thomas. That's, That's so fucking me. funny. Maybe he also likes Titanfall, too. Hey, I mean, if he's got taste, he does. I mean, if he's got taste, he likes both these games. Yeah. You like Death Stranding, did not you? Oh yeah, I like that. I was waiting. If there's a pause, like, are you gonna dunk on me? Or are you gonna, you're
1: gonna, you're gonna I yeah. just
2: did not know what my response was? Ladies and gentlemen, do you like what we do here? Well, and get let, let, let me tell you about patreon.com slash kinda funny. Over on patreon.com slash kinda funny, of course, you can get more than 300 bonus episodes of content like kind of Feudy, the next gen podcast, Greg Way, you name it. You could get all the podcasts live as we record them, ad free. Uh, you get them on demand too. You get them a day early. They're all there. And then, of course, most importantly for you right now, you could get each and every episode of Kind of of funny games daily ad free but since you're not on patreon.com kind of funny here's a word from our sponsor
0: This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all know life can be hard. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know from experience how often it just seems easier to care about others and keep it moving, but when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. For more balance with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
2: And of course, we're ignoring the elephant in the room. Maybe he's a Mario fan. <laughs> it's me, right? He's oh. Like, oh. <laughs> That's a really good point.
1: Brian Mario Thomas, makes, you got to write back <laughs> in and
2: explain everything we just went through. Being a Mario fan makes
1: way more sense from that name than being a Titanfall fan.
2: <laughs> Imagine he's, in a, he's listening, just driving, having a great time. Like, oh, well, clearly he's a Titanfall fan. He's like, what the fuck? Where'd you get that? I'm driving this Mario hat on. Never. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Listening to like the, the Mario soundtrack for the movie.
2: Like, man, Number four the on the Rope Report. Sony's portable PlayStation portal launches later this year for $199.99. This is Tom Warren at VGC. Sony is officially launching its portable PlayStation later this year, the PlayStation Portal Remote Player. This handheld device will stream PS5 games over Wi-Fi and feature an 8-inch LCD screen running at 1080p resolution at 60 frames per second. Sony says the PlayStation Portal, formerly Project Q, will be available later this year, priced at $199.99. Quote, PlayStation Portal will connect remotely to your PlayStation 5 over Wi-Fi, so you'll be able to swiftly jump from playing on your PS5 to your PlayStation Portal, the vice president of the platform experience at Sony Interactive Entertainment said. PlayStation Portal can be play, can be supported. PlayStation Portal can play supported <laughs> games that are installed on your PS5 console and use the DualSense controller, end quote. The PlayStation Portal feature... Uh, no, PlayStation Portal features prominent controllers on each side that very much look like the Sony's PS5 DualSense controllers. They support adaptive triggers and haptic feedback, so the PS5 games will feel familiar to using a dedicated DualSense controller. The PlayStation Portal will also be capable of playing media as the home screen has a dedicated section for it uh, as it's mirroring your PS5. You won't be able to run anything locally, though, so if you don't have Wi-Fi, then you're out of luck. Strangely, the 199... 99 handheld won't work with sony's upcoming cloud streaming for ps5 games quote games that must be streamed on ps5 using a playstation plus premium membership are not compatible says sony so the playstation portal is really a way to stream ps5 games you already have installed on your ps5 onto a handheld for remote play you'll need an internet connection capable of at least 5 megabits and sony is recommending 15 megabits for the best experience the PlayStation portal doesn't have Bluetooth. So you, have to, so, so you won't be able to connect wireless headphones or Sony's 3d pulse headset. Instead, it uses a PlayStation link wireless technology, a new proprietary standard for PlayStation devices. PlayStation link is designed to deliver low latency, lossless audio. And Sony is also launching a wireless head, a wireless headset and buds that support play link. Uh, they uh, will get to that, I guess. So, they're announcing, that, yes, they are launching the earbuds. They are also launching a new uh, Pulse Headset Elite. Oh, so that's, uh, that's all detailed. That's actually really exciting. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got So I got to go hands-on with all this stuff uh, last week. It's up right now. It's PS PSI Love You XOXO. I run through the Pulse Explorer wireless earbuds is what they're calling. A Pulse Elite wireless headset. And then most importantly, of course, uh, the PlayStation portal while also talking about PlayStation Link but mm-hmm. blessing this is all news to you we never actually got a chance to catch up about any of this no. what is your first reaction to all this
1: uh i mean it's not it's it's something that's very obviously not going to be for everybody mm-hmm. right i look at this and i'm like what a weird little device that playstation playstation got bored one day and decided to make but i'm gonna use this thing like i think it i i think there's a very specific use case for this uh-huh. and I could find that use case in my home. Like I, I, if I'm just chilling out in my living room and I don't want to sit in my bedroom and play to play my PlayStation. Sure. I'll bust out a PlayStation portal. Now, is that worth $200? Probably not. No. Um, but for what they're selling here, it is a dual sense, uh, not edge, but it's a dual sense with a screen attached to it. Like $200 lines up for what that product would be. It's just a weird, it's, it's a, it's a weird product to come up with, but I think
2: both me and you are in the same place of like, I, I want to use this. I mean, so my place, before we even got to it, right, and this has been one of those, like, I, well, initially when they got rumored and, and, like, you know, teased or whatever, like, or I guess rumored, leaked. Mm-hmm. I remember my reaction being like, oh, I got a backbone, so this isn't for me. And my answer, I, I'm like, I remote play just about every night. Yeah. I use a backbone or now I started using a Steam Deck, right? So I'm like, this really isn't for me. This really isn't for me. The closer we got and the more I'd be at home using my backbone or using my Steam Deck, it was well, like, oh, well. I don't like I don't like my Steam Deck like this. This is I don't like the the feels and the sticks. Backbone's great, but I'm getting I feel like I'm getting you know drops here and there because of it being an iPhone as well, let alone a smaller screen. Mm-hmm. And so I warmed and warmed and warmed to it to where when I finally got to sit down and use it, you're like you're you're 100 right. This is a very specific use case for people who wanted to do this or are into it i am the use case though yeah i was you know today i put up a poll i meant to have it pulled up already where i was like you know are you going to buy this are you interested in this uh type thing for playstation portal once the news is out and of course uh rps i love you xoxo is up right now and i said playstation portal buying not sure yet not buying i also just show results because you know people don't want to click on anything anyways though the buying is only at 9.3% right now. Not sure. 20.6% not buying is 56.4 overwhelmingly. And there were so many people in the comments uh, responding to me, right. Of just being like, this is stupid. This is dumb. I would never use this. But then there's the people who are just like me of my kids take my TV all the time. I remote play all the time. My wife wants to watch a movie and I want to be with her. I remote play all the time. And that's what I do. Like not Ben taking the TV as much as I want to hang out with Jen at night, but she wants to watch Grey's anatomy. So I play remote play next to her. Right. So, I'm already sold on the, what remote play is. So to get to go to PlayStation, get my hands on this thing, it it, it does exactly what I want. My yeah. full impressions are up there. Right. But it is like the screen is gorgeous. And again, I'm not Tim. I'm not like the, ah, oh, but if it was O letter, if it did this or did like, I'm i I'm a very much a noob when it comes to any of that kind of tech. I just don't care. I want it to work and I want it to look good. It looked great. Mm-hmm. I played God of war. I played returnal. I played horizon. I played Gran Turismo a little bit. And I played AstroBot. and all of them ran excellent. Like, and it granted, awesome. I mean, I, you know, I, I played, I think a combined total of like, like 40 minutes of remote play on it. I think AstroBot. I noticed some effects weren't there that I think might've, the frames might've been skipped on, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like, there was no latency. There was no, this again, this is a controlled environment. I'm in PlayStation's HQ, but I would also go to bat for remote play as somebody who uses it every night. It usually is, yeah. if not flawless, 95%, 98% right
1: there. Yeah. And I I think that's the thing. Most people I would, I would venture to say that most PlayStation users just don't touch remote. hundred percent. And I remember in 2017 Persona five coming out and like me coming off of Persona four that game, I wanted to play in a handheld mode. And so I busted out my Vita. I started playing it remote play so I can like, kind of have that Vita persona yeah. experience. And I was blown away by how well it worked. Like I was blown away by like how good it looked on the Vita screen and just being able to play that game like that. in uh, in my bed was so great. I like. I'm somebody who believes in remote remote play. I'm somebody that like is down to use remote play whenever the the opportunity arises. I think this is great for people who want probably the best way to experience remote play. I guess in the, does it does this have to be like in the same like building or the same? This environment? works
2: exactly as regular remote play works. Okay, so your best experience would be on your home network because you assume it's going to be awesome when you're close to it. They were very clear in my demo of phrasing it that way, but then also being like. You could take it out on your own, but mm-hmm. like, we're, we're not really, we're not, I think they were like, we're not marketing the device that way, which gotcha. is fine. But as somebody who's used remote play in my hotel room on shitty hotel Wi-Fi, and it's been good enough, yeah. theoretically, this could do it. I don't think it'd be the best way to use remote play period. When I usually am on the road, I usually don't do that unless it's checking in for a daily or something like I need to get out of a Diablo drop or whatever. Yeah. Like
1: the, the big dropped ball here for me is the games that must be games that must be streamed on PS five using a PS plus premium membership are not compatible. Yeah. I think if they had that feature, it would, this purchase would be a lot more justifiable for way more people just because like, then it becomes, oh, this is my cloud device. And cloud devices are really cool to have, right? Especially yeah. if you have it in this way of like, hey, no, this is just the only online thing that you get to do that with. I imagine that that would probably jack up the price of this thing even more, right? Again, you're talking about something that's already a dual sense, that's already a, uh, a like a, a nice screen to have attached to it. That's already going to get you to that two hundred dollar range. Once you start adding in the internals that you're probably going to need yeah. for cloud streaming, you're probably jacking that thing and up. And that's like where again, I think
2: so many people, you know, the reaction today has been that. For me personally, something I didn't, I, they never mentioned. I didn't ask the right question. I'm usually not a tech reporter, right? I didn't realize you couldn't pair Bluetooth headphones to it. For me, that's mm-hmm. outrageous. That's yeah. so insane, you know what I mean? Now granted, the new PlayStation headsets are using this PlayStation Link thing. I explained it all there. Like they it was really impressive. It's really cool. I really like the idea that like it can be the you can have a headset paired to multiple dongles so I can move from a PC to my PlayStation and not have to switch. I really like the idea now of having simultaneous connections. So the headphones are still use Bluetooth. So I can connect them to my phone and I can also be connected with the headphones to the game and have them at the same time. Oh, really? So you can run Discord through your phone or have a phone call or listen to your music and then also hear the game and stuff. That's all rad. The fact that I can't just, when I'm going to be next to Jen, I can't easily pop out my AirPods and connect them. That's stupid as hell. Is there a a headphone jack? There is a headphone jack. So yeah, that'll be my other, uh, my solution will be, of course, they're probably going to send us all this stuff. So I'll have a headset at home that does it. But my standing solution will be wired headphones there. That's what is insane to me. But back to your point of mm-hmm. the, I saw a lot of people being like, oh, you can't stream the cloud streaming games. And it's like, I hear you. Yes. That'd be a great built-in thing. But again, then I think we're, t- I think there you're talking about what would be the PlayStation portal two, right? Where it's like that tech isn't even, we're not even there yet. So let's, wor- I think they're worried about making this a thing to see if you care about it, to get you in the door and again, make it for the audience. That's me. That's already remote playing. That's already giving backbone my money that are backbone already makes a licensed PlayStation one, right? Like, There's an audience they're seeing there, and I think what's interesting, uh, of course, our friend, industry analyst Matt Piscatella over at Circana, formerly NPD, tweeted out today. Expecting a single-digit percent attach rate to PS5 for PlayStation Portal. Friction points, limited functionality, reliant on home Wi-Fi setup, requires a PS5 price, and guessing uh, there'll be some returns when folks realize it can't play games natively. Would be happy to be wrong. And then I said, do you think that's a success to them? Because it's always the argument we have. What is the success to PlayStation when they do this thing? I say, I, I, I continue. I mean, obviously they want to sell as many as possible, but do you think they're also projecting single digits and are like, that's worth it? Matt says, absolutely. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. Target at a specific portion of the audience and the first real introduction to dedicated remote play devices uh, for a good portion of the audience. It's fine, and then even that he doubles back on and put a, his own response to his own tweet. Single-digit attach rate would be fine for this project, by the way. Edge is also in that range, and no one's saying that it's no, that one's done poorly. In my opinion, will attach to PS5 better than PSVR2 has if it makes anyone feel better. And like, mm. I think that's the whole conversation here, where it's like when you, when. And I understand it. Don't, I'm not saying it. But when you're like, oh, but it should have had Bluetooth. Well, not, I, I'm in that boat. It should have had Bluetooth. It should be able to play the cloud streaming stuff straight to it. It should. Well, now we're talking about a different device. For sure. Now we're talking about a device that is well beyond the 200 price point and not doing this. What is a bare minimum thing? Again, like I can't stress this enough. If you are interested in remote play and you have basically any screen you can go do it, right? Like right now you could bust out your, your whatever generation iPad and a controller and Bluetooth sync to the iPad and be playing remote play. This is a luxury item. You don't For need sure. this. I want this. I want a better, I want the dual sense in my hand and I want a better screen. You know what I mean, Than I have on my phone. Meanwhile, I don't want to have, be next to Jen and, and Cole balancing an iPad I've set up and then also using a, you know what I mean? Like I I, I view it as like,
1: it's, dual DualSense Edge to me, I think that's what this is gonna be to you, right? Like yeah. they're aiming for a very specific use case. Like you mentioned, right? Not everybody has a dual sense Edge, but the people that have it, the people that desire one, enjoy it and it works for them. Uh, I look at this and even though I would like one, I'm not gonna pay the $200 for one. I imagine like, I forget how PlayStation usually works. If they only send us one, I, bel- I the PlayStation Pro will probably go to you because you will use it way more than me. Uh, and and
2: I, what I said in our PS I love you is, yeah, of course I assume we're gonna review units. I was asking them on the way out. This is the complete opposite of PlayStation VR 2, mm-hmm. where I was like, oh man, I don't even want to buy one of these with office money for office, right? Yeah. If they were like, we're not sending review units, no question in my mind, I would pay the 200 right? Yeah. Now. And for me, I'm like,
1: I'm not paying $200 sure. <laughs> for just another thing to rebel play with. Sure. But like, if I happen to get one, I'm,
2: sure, I'd use it. Like, it seems cool. We got a lot of news left. Of course, there's more P- PlayStation Portal. It's going to be hard to get that name in my head. Uh, over on also, PS, I love you XO. Are we so. going to start calling the PSP? Do you think people start doing that? I will, sure. Why not? It's fucked up. <laughs> we all talk about the headsets Tim's there to ask me a bunch of audio racer. stuff uh, number five on the Roper Report the Fallout TV show teaser was shown at Gamescom 2023 and Simon Cardi from IGN has a report the first teaser for the upcoming Fallout TV show has been revealed at Gamescom 2023 but it won't be released to the public at a presentation for Bethesda's upcoming space opera RPG Starfield creative director Todd Howard surprise attendees with a sneak peek Peak at Prime Video's television adaptation of Fallout. Helmed by Westworld's Jonathan Nolan, the show looks to feature plenty of fan-favorite aspects from the game. The Fallout TV show is set in Los Angeles and due out at some point in 2024. Amazon released the poster on Twitter alongside the mention of Vault 33. If you are looking right now at a video screen where we are broadcasting, you can see it. In the short trailer, there were glimpses of the Brotherhood of Steel ominously marching across a dusty desert reminiscent of more urban version of Duke's... No, sorry, Dunes ericus setting uh the iconic uh v- v- vertebrate vertebrate oh okay yeah yeah I don't know. vehicles a vault opening and as a woman shielded her eyes from the sun multiple nuclear explosions taking place in what looks like present day setting and a shot of who we assume is walter goggins ghoul character who bore more than a passing resemblance to fallout 4's john hancock while we only had a, sm- a very small look at the show, it is clear the production values are high, with the visual effects <laughs> looking impressive.
1: I, I love the part where he says, yeah, we saw a short shot of Walter Goggins' ghoul, who has a, more than a passive resemblance to Fall 4's John Hancock. Fallout For John Hancock, also a ghoul, and I was talking to somebody about this in a, in a joking way of like... All
2: ghouls look the same. Great like, point. All last, Super Mutants look the same. Last Glass Gaming says Walton. Walton Goggins. It, uh, Simon would oh, Simon Cardy. A fucking goes. hack did write Walter, but I have talked to Walton Goggins. I should I should have caught that. I apologize.
1: Yeah, all, all ghouls look the same. So did the ghoul look like Johnny Hancock in Fallout 4, or did it just look like every ghoul? It must have been... Well, I mean, Unless it, it was wearing like one of those hats. Yeah, exactly. It must have been a hero ghoul. Gotcha. But I, th- I found that kind of funny. But yeah, like... I'm so Let's excited go. for the show. Me too. Let's yeah. go. I like Fallout so much. I'd le- I'd love to see what a, a,
2: a version of this would go.
1: Even reading through this and being reminded of all like the tentpole like Fallout imagery. Oh yeah, you get you got the nuke, you got the Brotherhood of Steel, you got the Verdebirds. you got all the vault, whatever vault that was, twenty three, thirty vault thirty three, right? All that stuff. Seeing the promotional image tweeted out by by um, what was it, Prime, Amazonia? Yeah. I'm sign me up. Like they're they're nailing all the notes. I'm getting Fallout nostalgia already reading through all this. Chat's
2: popping off that—that's fucked up. You're kind of a racist for saying. I know that what was the, that, like. no,
1: but that was the joke that I was making when I was having this conversation. Like I was like, "Is it fucked up to say that all ghouls look <laughs> <laughs> the same?" They're like, "You can't say that." I'm like, "But they do."
3: <laughs> Am I wrong? Are, you about, are you talking about the conversation we had on Sunday?
1: Yes. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Because yeah, we're at the park.
3: Yeah. Everybody judged you for that one.
2: But like, pull up a picture of two different ghouls. <laughs>
3: I'm not doing that. Had had I'm not feeding into this narrative. six
2: on the rope Report. Microsoft is selling off Activision cloud gaming rights to Ubisoft. This is Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft is restructuring its proposed Activision Blizzard deal to transfer cloud gaming rights for current and new Activision Blizzard games to Ubisoft. The transfer of rights is designed to appease regulators in the UK that are concerned about the impact of Microsoft's proposed $68.7 billion deal uh, will have on cloud gaming competition. The restructured deal was triggered by a new regulatory investigation in the UK that could last until October 18th. To address the concerns about the impact of the proposed acquisition of cloud gaming streaming raised by the UK Competition and Markets Authority, we are restructuring the transaction to acquire a narrower set of rights, says Microsoft President Brad Smith, not the former Mizzou quarterback. This includes executing an agreement effective at the closing of our merger that transfers cloud streaming rights for all current and new Activision Blizzard PC and console games released over the next 15 years to Ubisoft, a leading global game publisher. The rights will be in perpetuity. Got caught up there. I said, perpetuity, perpetuity, perpetuity. Poop authority. Uh, The restructure deal means Activision uh, means that if Microsoft does close it, it will not be able to release Activision games exclusively on Xbox Cloud Gaming. Microsoft won't be able to exclusively control the licensing terms of Activision Blizzard games on rival services either. Instead, Ubisoft will control the streaming rights to Activision Blizzard games outside of the EU and license titles back to Microsoft to be included in Xbox Cloud Gaming. Uh, quote ubisoft will compensate microsoft for the cloud streaming rights to activision blizzard games through a one-off payment and through a market-based wholesale pricing mechanism including an option that supports pricing based on usage it will also give ubisoft the opportunity to offer activision blizzard's games to cloud gaming services running non-windows operating systems end quote yay whatever weird but I oh, get this it. This is insane. We were
1: like, "How are you gonna do this? How are you gonna bend we're over gonna backwards give cloud for cloud gaming rights to, to all Activision
2: games?" Fucking Ubisoft, Ubisoft. You, you're in charge. Here are the keys. So we have to like reverse. We gotta license. pay you to get the thing. We gotta reverse
1: license Activision games for our cloud. That's fucking insane. Business is wild. Also, how did Ubisoft like? How did Ubisoft get? How are they the ones to get this? Uh, that's not shady. Ubisoft. It's a, well, they even.
2: I mean, you figure it would have come down to Amazon who string has the cloud stuff right mm-hmm. and that's another giant uh, conglomerate right uh or it would have been yeah let's who else is doing it? you want to give it to the PlayStation yeah, they're slowly spinning this stuff it'd be so sick if it was PlayStation
1: <laughs> like we're going to give PlayStation the rights to this so we have to re license it from PlayStation that'll be a whole thing but yeah like this is weird this is an interesting way to do it and i guess it's the way you got to do it if you want if you want to appease the cma and so they're doing what they got to do they got
2: to do what they got to do 100% but it's yeah. just
1: so weird like i'm, I'm going to go on what you play or whatever,
2: yeah, and play be, yeah. Call of Duty, yeah.
1: It's gonna be right next to X Defiant and Rainbow Six Siege, as God intended.
2: Cats and dogs <laughs> living together. together, living together. Masses <laughs> area. Barrett, play my music. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. talk. Here comes the money. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to your famous. Infamous and favorite Kind of Funny Games daily reoccurring segment, Greg's sound financial advice. Not actual financial advice. Don't sue me. As many of you remember, the disclaimer. I used myself as a test subject. Like that guy who wanted to fucking test ulcers, but he couldn't get approved, so he just drank the bacteria and then tested himself and got a Nobel Peace Prize. What? No big deal. This is the real thing. Should check it. Anyways, I said, I'll buy the Ubisoft stock. I said, you should all buy Ubisoft stock. This is a buy low, sell high shit, right? And so I bought it at $5.33. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to report $6.26 Whoa. right now. We're almost to a dollar on every share I have, which is $19. So
1: that's rocking. Oh my god. Is a, and that's and that's just because of this Activision Call of Duty situation. Well, not just
2: because, of it. I mean, you know, there's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. I feel on like on the here other here stuff here. though was like taking it down. Well, sure. You like our next story, number 7, cancel the Mortal's Phoenix Rising sequel would have been a mix of Wind Waker and Elden Ring. This is Cat Bailey at IGN.com. Last month Reports emerged that Ubisoft had quietly canceled a sequel to Immortals Phoenix Rising, its colorful open-world action-adventure game that many reviewers compare to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Now, new details have emerged suggesting that Ubisoft's canceled game would have taken inspiration not from not just Zelda, but Elden Ring as well. Whoa. According to a new report on Axios, Immortals 2, codenamed Oxygen within Ubisoft, would have shifted its setting to Polynesia, uh, giving an island vibe that would have been remni- reminiscent of Wind Waker. What's more, it would have apparently borrowed heavily from Elden Ring, uh, eschewing a map points in favor of dropping players in a hostile world. Uh, the story would have been had an environmental theme with player actions impacting the land around them. It would have featured elemental powered and shape-shifting uh, with players earning new tattoos based on their actions. The art style would have been eschewed. <laughs> the cartoonier look. Uh, <laughs> word of the day. Uh, it's a word you don't see often. Yeah. Twice in the same paragraph. Uh, Uh, The the cartoonier look of the game featuring instead characters who were more realistic on top of that Immortals 2 would have reportedly dropped the originals narrator and focused away from puzzles. In short, it would have been a very different game different enough that Ubisoft apparently considered rebranding it as a different game entirely. Uh, Developer Ubisoft Quebec uh, was reportedly taking its its time with the project, but by spring, the studio had apparently produced an internal demo featuring several playable hours. Ultimately, though, Ubisoft opted to cancel it and focus on established franchises like Assassin's Creed. My
1: my beef with Immortals one was that it took a lot of things that people love about Breath of the Wild, right? Like the... You know, sprawling open world, go any direction type vibes mixed with like the grass plains and Kolar cool style, but then also like, you know, a a, a lot of the
2: something's wrong with your to- microphone. Your microphone. Hello. You're Robo. They said Robo, robot, 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 robot. Blessing. How's robot, that? Am I back? Robot, am I back, robot, Barrett? Robot. Barrett, Barrett, blessing. Barrett. Am I, Barrett, am I good? No, Barrett just ran out of the room oh no again. sound. Kevin, I think can uh, do they hear you? Do you hear me? Oh, Robo, Greg too. Hey, everybody. Oh, we went too long. Somebody's you know what that something. means, Jared Petty and Gary Witt are exacting their revenge. Oh, no. They're in the room over there. God. They're pressing buttons. They're doing some stuff. We're gonna get to the bottom of this one and figure it out for you. Both of us have sound. Should I? My how
1: robotic am I? Can I just talk while with my robot voice? It's and fixed. Okay, we're back. Thanks. Oh, for all right. Okay. Great, cool. Perfect. So my beef with uh, Immortals One what is a that fucking job we just talk this
2: <laughs> crippling, destructive thing.
1: <laughs> uh, Immortals One took a lot of inspiration from Breath of the Wild, right? But I, my beef with it is that at Ubisoft Ubisoft eyesed it too much. Okay. Where I went up on a tower, I looked around, I tagged a Fuck billion I- everywhere icons, and I turned on my map, and I'm like, cool. This took all the fun out of like discovering things by myself my i i would love to see what their take on elden ring is mm-hmm. how do you ubisoft eyes elden ring because like i i imagine it'd be the same thing right of like you you start this game and you're like oh okay like oh, i can see some of the elden ring vibes and immediately the ubisoftness takes over that would that is what i would expect this thing to have been um like it it's interesting getting the inside look on some of the inspirations they were taking and all this stuff um I, like Winwicker Wind Wicker vibe as well is interesting, having a more realistic. Oh uh, we heart had style. Chia, thank you. This I guess we did have Chia We did have Chia. Uh, is that come out this year? Yeah. Wow.
2: <laughs> um the kind of year we're having. Ubisoft is a weird Remember company. Remember too, I was thinking about this last night. Dead Island 2 <laughs> came out this oh year. Oh my god. <laughs> Remember when Dying Light 2 came out?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was last year. There was last year. We had this that same feels like 10 years ago. <laughs> um anyway, Ubisoft's a weird company go go make some assassin's creed you know make assassin's creed red a banger also take some risks but maybe not this risk like i know a lot of people are probably but this sounds sick it wasn't going to be as sick as it sounds this is this is them saying things of like hey the world loves elden ring you should we should make something like elden ring but then they're going to do it and then too many cooks are going to be in the kitchen and the game's not going to be what you want it to be and people are going to hate on it because it's not elden ring
2: womp womp eight and final on the roper report ladies and gentlemen AEW's Fight Forever's 30-player mode arrives this week as average Steam player count drops below 30. This is Chris Sculling at VGC. AEW Fight Forever will get its promised 30-player mode this week just as the Steam version's average player count has dropped below 30 for the first time. The game's free stadium stampede mode will be released on August 24th and offers a 30-player battle royale mode in which players run around a large, empty stadium filled with weapons and other items. As the match continues, the the area in which wrestlers can fight gets smaller, eventually pushing all players to the center, with the last player survivor being the winner. Uh, The mode was originally teased back in July, but the game's average player count on Steam has been steadily dropping since then, and, as spotted by Twitter user RJ-T2, has just dropped below the thirty-player mark, according to Steam DB. When the game launched in June, it enjoyed a peak concurrent player count of about twenty-two hundred, with a daily average around twelve hundred. Uh, this has been slowly decreasing since launch, as often happens with games. But on Monday, it dropped below thirty players for the first time, with an average concurrent player count of twenty-nine. This dropped further to twenty-four <laughs> on Tuesday. God, imagine like you organize this fantastic
1: birthday party for yourself, right? Like you, 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 you know. You'd plan out this whole thing. Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's go mini golf. Let's do that. And like, you have this whole thing playing. You put in a lot of work for it. Yeah. And like only two people show up and you're expecting, I mean, the hope would eight.
2: be that a new mode would bring people back. It's a funny little headline, mm-hmm. but it is the idea that a lot of people, you know, do you think it will though? I mean, how, I mean, I don't know. I didn't like AEW fight forever enough that it would have brought me back, but I'm also yeah. not an AEW guy. So there's like a lot of compounding things there. I think a lot of people bought this game because they love the AEW and they love the old wrestling games and they want to see AEW succeed. And I do think dropping this right before uh, All In in Wembley Stadium this weekend, when they have like what eighty thousand fans there, like there's there's a there's a hype right now to AEW that it could be that, oh man, that was a great pay per view. I'd love to see. I, I want to jump back in the game and they have this new mode. Yeah, you put drop a, you drop in the middle of that thing a little uh, trailer for it right. That go big. I really hope so
1: because I, for a mode like this, right, you're adding an entire mode that is something that you want to have a a. A large number, right? I would say maybe even like in terms of concurrence, at least 500 concurrence at a time. Yeah. So you're you know? not just
2: sitting there with the same 30 people. Yeah.
1: 29 people. But like being down, being down to this number, makes me wonder if all those people dropped off just because they, if they, because they weren't enjoying it, and if they weren't enjoying it, is a new mode enough to bring them back in? Especially if the mode comes out and it's, well, it still plays the same. It's still the same game. It's just yeah, a different yeah, way
2: yeah. to play it. Is that enough to bring people back? That's the thing that worries me. We'll have to wait and see. But I'm sick of waiting. If I wanted something more immediate, bless say what came to the mom and shops. Where would I go? You would
1: go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games, daily show hosts each and every weekday.
2: Yeah. Out today. Draft of darkness on PC curse crackers for whom the bell toils on switch Uh, mirrored souls on everything. And then Virgo versus the Zodiac on switch meanwhile we have a geforce uh, an nvidia geforce update for you we've partnered with nvidia to keep you updated on all the latest geforce rtx additions to your favorite games like half-life 2 the valve classic is getting the same treatment as portal with rtx meaning a complete graphics rebuild that includes full ray tracing technology dlss 3 the works all using the rtx remix nvidia's free upcoming modding platform for this project nvidia is assembling a for this project, NVIDIA is assembling a community mod team. So if you think you have what it takes, check out the link in the chat to find out how to apply. Uh, there's a big PC, I'm sorry, there's a big PC graphics announcement also out of Gamescom. NVIDIA is introducing DLSS 3.5, uh, which introduces a new AI power technique that improves the quality of ray tracing called Ray Reconstruction. DLSS 3.5 will debut with Cyberpunk 2077's Phantom Liberty next month and is also coming to Alan Wake 2 I am seeing we are robots again Gary, Jared get out of the thing get out of the room and stop you say one time yes I invite you guys to come in here you are allowed to come in and do this, you are allowed to host the show just be done at a certain time what do they do? they throw it in my face I you think they came out, here, they the came out with
1: like scissors and just started like apparently snipping away under this table? Okay, I know y'all don't know what's under this table. It's a lot of wires, a lot of, a lot of under
2: cables. Under table. Okay, are we back yet? Is the ch- is the robot over yet? Did we fix the robot chat? They really are robots. We can hear perfectly fine. By the way, no no no, no. you're audible. Just a robot voice. No, it's still not fixed. Mm. Good lord, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you All mean. All I want to do is deliver the news, and Gary and Jared won't let us do it. It's messed up. Isn't this America? And they come on here
1: and they promote their books. And they don't do like the three other news stories that I prepped. I prepped five news stories. They only did one and a half. I hate it. Like the people don't know about Xbox raps now.
2: (laughs) What's your (laughs) favorite robot? My favorite robot? Yeah. Um think about it. We're back apparently. We're fixed. So then. Let me redo. DLSS 3.5 there's a big pc g- game graphics announcement also out of gamescom nvidia is introducing DLSS 3.5 which introduces a new ai power technique that improves the quality of ray tracing called ray reconstruction DLSS 3.5 will debut with cyberpunk 2077's phantom liberty next month and is also coming to alan wake 2 and ray reconstruction will work with every geforce rtx card whether 20 30 or 40 series Speaking of Cyberpunk, Gregway, we've been waiting years for the first expansion of Cyberpunk 2077, and on September 26th, it's finally here as Phantom Liberty launches. It's got a fully ray-traced overdrive mode, DLSS 3.5, coming uh, to both the base game and the new expansion for all GeForce RTX gamers. Uh, It'll be the most immersive and detailed gameplay possible. And finally, uh, another gorgeous title is coming October 27th, Alan Wake Two will be launching on this date also with full ray tracing also with DLSS 3.5 and with system latency reducing NVIDIA Reflex. NVIDIA worked with Remedy on 2019's Control as one of the first ray traced and DLSS enhanced games and this collaboration on Alan Wake 2 should be just as spectacular showing off the full capabilities of the PC platform
1: Is GLaDOS from Portal, is, that, is she considered a robot? Yeah, right? I'll, I'll assume so, yeah. I'll say Gladys. Okay. Good, Either good, that or Clank from Ratchet and Clank. Nice. Yeah.
2: New dates for you. Uh, Persona 3 Reload will launch February 2nd, 2024 for Xbox Everywhere. Why was this not the the number one oh, news headline, Bless? Listen, Reload will also a be on Xbox game Pass.
3: It's, it's coming it? out my birthday weekend. That's hype as hell. For
2: 16 minutes past time. <laughs> it's all right. Hellboy to, Web <laughs> of Weird launches October 4th on PS4 and PS5. El Paso Elsewhere launches September 26th on Xbox One and uh, the X series, of course, and PC. Ghost Runner 2 will launch on PlayStation, all the Xboxes, PC via Steam, and the Epic Games Store on October 26th, the anniversary of the PS2. Uh, uh, Worldless launches October 4th on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. Steam World Build launches December 1st on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4 ps5 switch and pc hyper light breaker early access has been delayed sorry andy to early 2024 house flipper 2 launches december 14th on pc and then my time at sand rock has been delayed until november 2nd 2023 outrageous day for new dates out there you know what i mean well i mean games comes happening That's What's happening brother uh, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash and youtube.com slash kind of funny games to go kind of funny. Bear, what is this? Dot com. This is El, pa- El Paso. No, this wrong. is Hellboy Web of Weird. What do you mean? What is this? Hellboy's in the fucking he's, frame. He's right there. Bless. That's Hellboy. I I, honestly, I, I added that. I didn't that recognize it
1: from the back of my life.
3: I added it into the new dates because it was announced like an hour ago that this is oh. coming out in like a month, looks which cool. is which is wild. Because when this was announced, we were all like, "Holy crap! This game looks cool as hell," and we haven't heard anything since. And now it's coming out in a month, which is insane. Our
2: first wrong isn't a you're wrong; it's you're right from B from It's a Me BT. Who says i enjoy all the games you mentioned titanfall 2 death stranding and mario games also thank you blessing for answering my question and greg for reading it keep up the great work anytime i also had the questions
1: to the doc and so it's my fault that greg read it too so you can just thank me for both things bull borden
2: writes in and says assassin's creed code name jade the mobile game set in china has been officially titled drum roll please assassin's creed jade no way you're lying they just call it assassin's creed jade that's yeah. what Great name. And then at the last second, Anon writes in with a, you're wrong and says, miss new date. Ghost runner two is coming October 26th. You know, did you fucking have a stroke between El Paso? Elseworld launches September 26th on Xbox one and series and PC. Then there, something got said then Worldless launches October 4th on a, an Xbox. What, you, what came between them? You fucking idiot. Is Ghost Runner 2 will launch for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC via Steam in the Epic Game Store October 26th, at which point I said, the PlayStation 2's anniversary. Get up! What I need you to do, Anon, is AC your ass out of here! Get up! Ladies and gentlemen, this has been kind of funny, Games Daily. As usual, someone's trying to ruin my day, and you're wrong by being a fucking moron. Anon, what I need you to do when you come back to consciousness is fucking buy locks for your house that way the mule that came in and kicked you in the head in the middle of the fucking night can't get back into your house all right you're over there wearing your pants as a shirt figure it out man Everybody knows mules are weak to locks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tomorrow, apparently, it's going to be blessing and Tim is your host. Then Friday, Tim and blessing. We'll see if it sticks. You know how it goes around here. Uh, Of course, we are running late, but we're still going to do a little super chat show here at the end, where people who uh, YouTube super chat with us can get their questions read. If you resub on Twitch and get your questions read, we'll go as fast as we can, get as much as we can, because after that, we're going to stream some WrestleQuest for an hour uh, as part of the sponsor. Hey, congratulations on launching your game, Twitch, YouTube. Of course, Uh, you can get it later on youtubecom slash games. and then they're going to stream other stuff over there we're having a good time we're having a lot of fun it's a big day as always over here but until next time ladies and gentlemen it's been a pleasure to serve you Gotta get microphone.
1: oh what's the set up oh i see what's going on here in the you i thought we we're going we swimming no no, i was worried because okay. I, I thought you were gonna sweat.
4: say "Anon, shove it up her ass would that would also have been pretty good. Hey everybody, welcome in to your kind of funny Cambridge Daily Post show.
2: Welcome back, Andy. Thank you. We're back as
1: robots. Uh, my,
4: my. I favorite... really don't know what the what's going on there. I'm sorry, chat. Uh, we're it's back to being robots. My favorite robot, <laughs> honestly, probably one of the dudes from Interstellar. One of the talking robots. Okay, they got a good way of talking.
2: The weird like slate
4: guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one that like joke about the sarcasm. You ever see Interstellar? No, I'm not. What?
1: Yeah.
2: What? You don't need to. It's wild
1: because like I really the Christopher Nolan movies I have seen
2: sucks. Why do you hang out with him? I
1: fucking love the Christopher Nolan movies that I've seen, but like I've missed out on a large handful of them. You watch Prestige. No, oh, I see know. See, you're not missing okay. shit there. No, oh, oh what? fuck you, Gray. Suck. Like I've heard such things about Prestige. Why do you I hang out with Gray? I'm not seeing Prestige. i have not seen Memento, oh. and I'm not seeing Tenet. Oh, oh. Memento or Dunkirk. I'm not seeing Dunkirk either. Dunkirk. My Don't plan. plan my plan Dun-curt. is to do a Nolan marathon at some point.
3: That's too much Nolan all in one go. Bless I'm going to like die. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I want to like I want
4: to bathe in Nolan. I want to drown in Nolan. Do it during like the Honda sales event or something. Let's find a way to sponsor tie in. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be down. Welcome in everybody for the post show right here. Everybody, um, I'm gonna go back and just read some stuff that's happened in the past because we got eight <laughs> minutes left in the show. Casper J87 with a two dollar super chat says, "Hey, bless. Mm-hmm. How was the music in Armored Core Six? Oh, it's pretty good.
1: Honestly, the music didn't blow me away. Oh. Um, I, I I think when I compare it to." other from soft stuff like Elden ring and bloodborne and stuff like the music in those other games are are better but like the music wasn't I, w- I also wouldn't say it was a letdown right like it kicks in in the high action moments and it's like some pretty good like like bass like stuff hits, kicks in it's nice it's cool but i, I will be honest in that the the uh, soundtrack didn't blow me away for what for armor core 6 oh i i dug it fair dug it
3: but right, i also dug the entire vibe even the story that like is very surface level metal gear, super fucking into it. Andy, you're gonna fucking love this game.
4: I am four hours in.
3: I'm you're gonna keep yeah. loving this game.
4: <laughs> I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Abe Froman, 40 minutes ago, resubscribed for 31 months here on Twitch. Thank you so much, Abe Froman, for your tier one love says blessing knows initials as much as he knows sports. <laughs> Armor 919, <laughs> I got sixty-nine hand. months of support from Armor 919.
2: He didn't like that joke. Hey, bless
1: those initials.
2: Remember the It's a Me BT?
4: Thing? Oh,
1: okay, that's good. That's good. Also, Armor 919. He also
2: knows jokes as much as he knows initials. Oh, yeah. Jesus, you know I man. <laughs> Uh,
4: sixty-nine oh, I'm months. Tired. Before. He keeps saying, "I was so tired." <laughs> Sorry, that was
1: fifty-five minutes ago. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. <laughs> what does he sound like? <laughs> Kill me.
4: He sounds like Nick's impression of Dom Toretto. Uh, Shasalai with a two-dollar super chat says, "Microsoft can just buy Ubisoft after this gets approved, so just
1: so it. they can have the cloud streaming back." <laughs>
4: <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a wild
1: strategy that'd <laughs> be awesome I <laughs> I that'd <laughs> that that be worked, pretty though. fucking awesome and also like, I'm pretty sure like the CMA would step back in like yo what the fuck man you can't do this <laughs> we had rules <laughs> <Like, laughs> can you imagine like, Microsoft sells the streaming rights to like like fucking kind of funny and then they buy kind of funny
4: <laughs> Shop- If you want, that's it's not how that works dcash with a $2 super chat says bless is AC6 good for a general audience
1: yes it is. I mean, it's hard. Like, look at, I, my thing is, look at AC6. If you think that looks cool, then play it. If you look at AC6 and you're like, oh man, I don't like guns or mechs or action. Like cool then, then if I'm then fucking boring as shit, I don't rethink like things your that life. Rip.
4: Yeah. Rethink your life. Alex G3B with a $2 super chat says, does Hades 2 early access stay this year?
2: Hmm.
4: I'm going to say no. no. No.
2: Yeah, probably not, right?
4: I mean, honestly, the best news I've gotten all week was that, like you just mentioned, uh hyper hyper light, light breaker. breaker being delayed to 2024. Sure. Way too much out there. Way too much out there.
2: Ghost Runner coming out this year still is wild. Labor Day, October 26th, In case you got fucking muffins shoved in your goddamn ears. Hell, Diaries is about to come out on October 17th. What the hell's that goddamn? Shut up. Hellboy is coming oh. October
3: 5th or whatever the fuck we just saw, uh, talked about. Owlboy? Hellboy. Oh hell! Remember boy. that cool Hellboy game that got yeah, announced? Yeah,
4: the Sifu, Hellboy. Yeah. Labor Day is with a 23-month resubscription. Says, Bless, have you done sports? <laughs> 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 I you are going to body slam somebody. Uh, Michael Cardenas with a $2 super chat. Says, Andy, have you checked out the new Destiny Showcase? I did happen to check out a bit of it yesterday. Um, looks pretty neat. I like the colors. I like the environments. Of course, Bungie's our team is just God tier. So we know they're going to bring it when it comes to visuals will they be able to satisfy the wide destiny audience that cares a whole lot about story i don't i you know i as somebody who doesn't know shit about destiny i had a freaking blast with the last expansion i know a lot of people didn't like it because of the story but i had a lot of fun with it and it's really really pretty and the gameplay was fun and smooth i still haven't done the raid though you can blame stoneback mike for that did
1: did you hear the sports thing that happened this is the thing that uh, mike told the story on yeah i did it's very fucked up i did fucking ran from across the bay- the softball field. Hey, Bless, I, I know you're new to sports. This I know isn't you're usually what, ha- what happens. I know you're not from around here. <laughs> like, people were playing soccer on the softball field. You're telling me that doesn't usually happen? I know you're new to sports. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell Again, you what. It makes it sound
3: like he's never played
4: sports. <laughs> uh, I, know, I know you're new to sports, Bless, but... This doesn't usually happen. I'll tell you what. I'm fuck
1: I'm got you, man. You got your ass.
4: Yeah, he's been living in rent. Rent Ren is really
1: expensive why, in that step, like, and he's been there rent free. get much sleep
0: last night? I, I tossing and turning. I should
1: have said this. Why didn't I? Damn it. it. There's so many. There's so many clapbacks I could have made.
4: You're thinking in the shower, like yeah, fuck you. I should have fought him. I should have said like, well, you haven't lived much here, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that, been that was perfect. Um,
1: that God. was the same dude where like Mike was like. Um, oh, how long you lived in Frisco? And the dude's like, we don't call it that here.
4: Oh, that's not coop.
1: No, will, no, coop is cool. Mike just doesn't like coop because coop's very attractive. No, coop, <laughs> coop is my guy. <laughs> I'll just coop to death because he's attractive. He's the, coop is the most attractive dude on the team. Yeah. And Mike came in, saw that, and was like, I don't like this guy.
4: I gotta swing on this guy. This is the alpha. I need to assert my dominance. Yep. Let me tear 100%. my hamstring. Uh, Coop
1: is real cool. Coop plays fucking Pokemon ROM hacks.
4: Oh, okay. No, Coop sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm very, very jealous by all the softball talk. Count me in next year.
1: Oh, hell yeah. You won't go. I'm so, I mean, I'm signing up for soccer.
4: I will today, go. Today. I mean... Andy, do you know the
3: whole thing where he, like, he talked to me about this several times, and then when it actually came time to sign up, he just did,
4: never mentioned it. Who, uh, soccer? No, Mike, with baseball. Oh, suddenly it was just like, hey, we're playing tomorrow, and he's like, oh, didn't know that was happening. Yeah, I'm not too surprised by that. I know. That sounds pretty.
3: Do you want to do our own baseball league, uh, Andy, with uh, alcohol and hookers and stuff?
4: Alcohol and hookers? Let's go. Yeah. Blackjack, that was a bender. Future, Black Jack- I remember. Black, oh, and gotcha, gotcha,
3: gotcha.
1: Um, I, 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 keep inviting Barrett out to softball, and Barrett will. I will,
3: I refuse to go until Mike asks me face to face, not on content. And
1: I'm gonna tell you, you'll not, you will never show so up. I'll never go. <laughs> Mike will never. Like, don't get me started. Don't get me started on this guy. I'm gonna bat like Gary. This Scott is gonna deal. tear
2: you all apart. Blessing can't sleep. The friend groups are destructing.
4: destructing. Uh, Fuck Yeah, he nailed it. Justin thirty four M with a five dollar super chat. Well, first off, I gotta read Nobishin's super chat. Sorry, Justin. Let me read <laughs> Nobishin's first. Two dollars says, Welcome back, Andy. Wanted your take on Blue Beetle. I didn't watch it. I was back home. There were many plans to go watch a lot of movies when we were back home. And when it came time to do to doing so, it was just it was too damn hot to leave the house. Holy shit. Like the the heat in Texas just felt it's it's an affront to nature you know like mm. it was unbelievably bad out there um i played hoops inside of my brother's school's gym had the ac on and it was still hot as shit um we never went to go to a movie though i wanted to go see tmnt with the kids mm. i want to go see turtle. barbie with the kids it's hurdle yeah <laughs> <laughs> Is this your snl bit or what yeah <laughs> <laughs> is this you on Weekend Update or something? <laughs> um, and then I also... I wanted yeah, to watch... For weekend Update. I wanted to watch Blue Beetle, but... Uh, no, we just never went to go watch a movie. But I will... I have to watch it for DC and review. So I will watch it soon, Nabishin, Justin 34M with a $5 super chat says, Hey, y'all. Is there... Are there any plans to upload the Kingdom Heart streams anywhere? The Twitch VODs have several muta parts for copyright reasons. Um... Probably not. Those aren't recorded. Those are just like extra times. No promises. Never say never, but that's not in the plans right now because most of that is kind of Mike working, working blue, you know, he just kind of cursing. No, he just hits that. Was that, That's what we're working, Blue. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it just meant like you're just kind of doing your own thing, you know. Hey,
2: Andy, we'd love for you to play the church picnic. Yeah, can I work, Blue? <laughs> we'll call you back.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it is just, you, just got, you got to be there in the moment. You know, never say never, but for right now, no immediate plans. Uh, Spenny Bacon, $25 or 25 months in a row at tier one. Thank you for your resubscription love. And that's going to do it. <laughs> that's going to do it for this kind of funny games daily post show. Unless y'all got any last second things to add in yeah, here. Yeah,
2: We got to go. No, me, I'm going to go, play, I'm going to go play. You're
4: going to go play WrestleQuest quest, Wrestle quest with Mike for a little sponsored bit for an hour. And then after that, me, Mike and Nick will be hopping into only climb that multiplayer game. That'll make us tear our head, our hair out. Uh, we'll see you there in a bit, everybody. Goodbye.